Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time to recap day number one of the 2023 NFL Draft. Many, many twists and turns. We're going to talk about all of them with our friend, who is the editor over at JetNation.com. Also joined us on the live stream that we did on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Glenn, what's up, brother? Oh, long night, man. Uh, long night. Happy with the with the way things played out. Like I said, I'm over here in England. I'm I'm watching the sun come up. It's mm-hmm. actually uh, light out now, and uh, the Jets got a new pass rusher. Yeah, they sure did, Glenn. And let's start with that because this is a Jets podcast, so we can get to the rest of the draft in a bit. But let's start with what the Jets did at 15. Now, there are going to be people that will say that the Jets wanted one of these tackles. Broderick Jones was stolen out in front of them by the Steelers. And so they panicked and they went with a pass rusher position that isn't, quote, a major need. I honestly don't know for sure how much they like Broderick Jones. And obviously, Skronsky, Wright, and certainly Paris Johnson went well ahead of where they could have picked them. So I don't know. Maybe the Steelers just were afraid the Jets were going to take Broderick Jones, and so they traded up to get that done. But in the end, the Jets stayed at number 15 and took Will McDonald. He had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, Will McDonald the fourth, the edge rusher out of Iowa State. Now, the interesting thing about Will McDonald is he was a bit of a hybrid, and at only 240 pounds, Luke Grant talked about this during the live stream, and he's working on a video on Will McDonald right now. McDonald is a fascinating prospect because Matt Campbell used him in a really strange way, and this is where I think 
It was a stunning pick, and I didn't like it at first, but the more I thought about it, and the more I came to see what Robert Sala might be thinking, the more I started to come around and kind of like it. Now, my preference, obviously, would have been Jackson Smith and Jigba, who went a couple Mm -hmm. of picks later, but if you think about it with Will McDonald, we looked at his raw athletic score. Out of over 1,600 defensive ends that have been tested via the raw athletic score since 1987, Will McDonald scored 56th highest so athletic freak very long and when he was on the outside he was dominant he was scary his pressure rate when he was on the outside was excellent so you put that together with his athleticism and you start to see what Robert Sala is thinking here now I've talked about this before I think if you're going to trust anyone here people will talk about Joe Douglas and the offensive line I trust Robert Sala with these defensive linemen think he really understands how to mold them and he took a look at Will McDonald and saw the makings of a potential elite pass rusher you saw what Chris Sims had to say about Will McDonald I believe he had him as his number two ranked edge rusher in this class which is kind of wild McDonald was a guy that on the mock draft simulators for a while he was going in the third round the second round then some people were saying the late first round people were calling him a reach But again, you say that and you don't really know what the rest of the league thinks of some of these players. As has been said many, many times, a guy like Paris Johnson, it appeared that teams in the league were higher on him than people on social media and the people that write draft guides and run draft websites. So sometimes it's very different and you don't know where the rest of the league is at on a player. But when you look at McDonald, the only thing that really kind of concerns you Besides the fact that he's a little on the small side for what the Jets like at edge rusher, 240 pounds, as opposed to, say, Jermaine Johnson, who's like 260, is that he's an older prospect. He's 24 years old, which is kind of funny because if you look at it, Robert Sala, when he's picked these edge rushers, they've all been older prospects. Michael Clemens, 24 years old. Will McDonald, 24 years old. Jermaine Johnson, 23 years old. So he's not afraid to go a little bit older here. But consider this. You've got a group here. That contains Will McDonald now, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, and Michael Clemens. These are all relatively young guys that are on rookie contracts, except for Bryce Huff. It's not a rookie deal, but a cheap, restricted free agent deal. And that could be your group going forward. And if Will McDonald can be the type of player that the Jets envision, teaming him with Jermaine Johnson and Michael Clemens with the situational pass rushing of Bryce Huff, you could have one of the better edge rusher groups in the league. And it's very important to have a really good edge rusher group on any team, but especially when you're in the AFC East, you've got to face Josh Allen twice, you've got to face Tua twice, and then you've got to face the likes of, if you get into the playoffs, guys like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, and the aforementioned Josh Allen, and of course, Justin Herbert too. So there are a lot of really good quarterbacks in the AFC, and being able to pressure them and throw them off their game is something that can go a long way towards the Jets having long-term success. I know that everybody had their heart set on an offensive player. Like I said, I really wanted Jackson Smith and Jigba. A lot of people thought that the Jets absolutely had to have a tackle, but we've talked about this, Glenn. The best teams don't reach for need. If it's relatively close, you might go with need, but if there's a player you really like, you take them there. If you think that guy can be an impact player, you take them there because the good teams are the ones that stack excellent talent 
And that's how they build elite rosters. And so if that's how they feel about Will McDonald, who's clearly an athletic freak and who clearly had the production when he was given the opportunities at Iowa State, that is a move that I would make overreaching for a player at a position of greater need who isn't as good 10 times out of 10. And people will say that the Jets panicked here. They really wanted to tackle, took McDonald because they didn't know what else to do and they couldn't get a good trade down offer. But Maybe I'm reading too much into this and I'm going to ask around about it. But when I saw the video of the Jets in their war room, they were celebrating like they just won something. It looked a lot like when they traded up for Jermaine Johnson last year. I think they really, really liked Will McDonald and were happy to get him at number 15. Maybe they would have preferred somebody like Paris Johnson or something, but I think they really had McDonald ranked high. Like I said, Chris Sims had him ranked as his number two edge rusher in this class. So he's a guy with potential to be a really good edge rusher for this team. They're banking on his potential and his athleticism. And if there's anyone I'm going to trust here, it's Robert Sala. So I came into this as soon as they said the pick. I was stunned. I really didn't like it for a couple of reasons, not the least of which I really wanted Jackson Smith and Jigba. But the more I thought about it and the more that I sort of mapped out what it is that the Jets are looking to do here, the more I came around and the more I'm starting to like it. My, my reaction, a lot of people were, were shocked initially at the pick. Uh, myself and Dylan talked about how you know, it wasn't until a week or two ago that I, I said on our show, um, I said, you know, we've really been underselling edge. Uh, I think, you know, we have to consider the fact that, you know, this is still a defensive minded head coach. And we, you know, we, we talked about Aaron Rodgers coming on board and this team, you know, maybe the Jets take the approach that they look at it and say, look, we've got Aaron Rodgers, we've got Garrett Wilson, we've got Lazard, we've got uh, Brees Hall coming back. Like, we've got enough firepower on offense. Now it's about being able to shut down opposing offenses because the the, the list you rattled off, right? We know that all the, all the, or almost all of the elite QBs are in this conference and a couple within the division. So you have to be able to disrupt these passing games. And with Aaron Rodgers, the hope is, you're going to score a bunch of points. You're going to have some leads, and you're going to want to hold on to these leads. And, you know, with the corners, the Jets have the corners to do it. Um, this is a guy who's very, you know, he can get the edge. He's very bendy. He's, you know, he's, I would say, adequate against the run. But, yeah, I mean, if, if he's matched up head-to-head on a 330-pound tackle, he's probably going to lose that battle, you know, getting getting you know bulldozed down the field that's something that you hope comes with time with getting a little bit bigger he's athletic enough that even if he adds a little bit of weight you know he can still be an effective player a very good player and uh, I'll read you a quote here that uh, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl sent out because he was a Senior Bowl participant. Um, two quotes here. They're, they're pretty short, though. One from a D-line coach, one from a defensive coordinator. So the D-line coach said he played it as a, he played as a true five technique and balled out. They only Then they isolated him on guards, and he wasn't scared to go in. Probably the most twitchy guy in the whole D-line group. You can't teach that kind of bend. He's very much like Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns. Defensive coordinator said... I think he's really good. He's 6'4", 250, but his movement ability is elite. He can really bend. He's not as powerful or as long as Brian Burns, but he's got that same kind of bend. At the Senior Bowl, they didn't block him the whole week. I mean, this is a guy who I think I look at what he brings, and I look at this Jets D line, and I kind of – and listen, part of this is that the Jets love to 
love to rotate their D linemen, keep guys, keep them fresh. So, but you take a guy like this and you get him on the field with with Quinnen Williams and with John John Franklin Myers and with Carl Lawson, like he's not going to see a double team all year. And you have that type of explosive, that type of explosiveness, that type of bend playing on a D line group that big. I could see. I mean, he was a double digit sack guy two years in a row in college up until last year when, as they said, you know. Uh, a few people have mentioned already he got moved inside and he played more uh, inside against guards but when he was outside on the edge the two previous years he was a double digit sack guy and if he's going to come in and play for this defense with these corners and these other guys on the D-line I wouldn't be shocked if he's a rookie who puts up really huge numbers and the Jets have another guy who enters a, a rookie of the year conversation with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. It was a surprising pick, but it wasn't the only surprising pick on the day, Glenn. A lot of surprising moves here and a lot of trades. This is kind of crazy. Some years you get a lot of trades, and some years you get almost none. And so today Bryce Young went number one overall, which is what everybody was expecting. It's funny because for a while everybody thought it was Stroud. Then after that, everybody thought it might be Richardson. Eventually came around to Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud, speaking of which, went number two. A little bit of a surprise. There was talk that the Texans weren't really that high on him. Instead, they take him. And then here's where it started to get interesting. At number three, the Texans, who had the 12th pick, trade all the way up to get Will Anderson. So they had back-to-back picks, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. And remember, D'Amico Ryans, the new head coach in Houston, an Alabama guy, Will Anderson, an Alabama guy. So the Texans go and get the guy that they think can be their franchise quarterback, 
and a player that they believe could be the linchpin of their defense for years to come. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, goes number four overall. I've talked about this. I love that match. I think Shane Steichen did a tremendous job with Jalen Hurts, and Anthony Richardson is the type of player that can be molded the same way if he gets the right coaching, and Steichen already showed that he could be that right coach. So I like that a lot. I think if Richardson's going to succeed, Steichen is one of the better coaches to be able to get him to do it. Another surprise here, Devin Weatherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois, Goes to the Seattle Seahawks at number five. A lot of people thought it was going to be Jalen Carter or maybe even a quarterback. But we forget, Pete Carroll loves himself defensive backs. And so he went out, got himself Witherspoon. Got to imagine that with Witherspoon teamed up with Tariq Woolen, that has potential to be one of the top cornerback groups in the entire league. Then the Cardinals traded back up. They had traded down from three to 12. They trade back up from 12 to six. Only give up a second round pick to do it. Why did they do it? They got Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle from Ohio State. There's two aspects here. Number one, word around town was the Raiders loved Paris Johnson and were going to take him at number seven. The other thing is that apparently Kyler Murray really, really wanted the Cardinals to get Paris Johnson. And there have been several times in the past when the Cardinals were asked by Murray to get a specific offensive lineman. They didn't do it. I guess now they've decided they're all in on Kyler Murray and they're going to try and do what it is that he thinks they need to do to help make him the most successful he can be. And so they went and got the offensive lineman he wanted. At number seven, the Raiders go ahead and take Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech. B. John Robinson, you heard Walter Cherpinski say this on the show that this was going to happen. He goes number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. That's a crazy pick. Very high for a team that's not exactly in position to contend for a championship right now. And then at number nine, Jalen Carter goes to the Eagles. That was the Bears pick. They flip back a pick. The Eagles come up. They get the player that many believe was the best player in the entire draft. Incredibly explosive interior defensive lineman. You put him on that Eagles team, and that's going to be scary to watch. Right next to his old buddy and former teammate Jordan Davis. We can only expect that there's even more that was going on behind the scenes off the field with Jalen Carter than we thought for him to go all the way down to number nine. And number 10, the Bears who flipped down a pick take Darnell Wright to help protect Justin Fields. Wright was a player that you heard Walter Cherpinski say that the Jets very much would have been in on. However, there were conflicting reports. A lot of other people said the Jets did not view Darnell Wright as a fit. Peter Skronsky, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, goes at number 11 to Tennessee. A lot of people thought they might go quarterback there. Jameer Gibbs goes at number 12 to the Detroit Lions. This was a crazy move because the Lions traded back from 6 to 12 to take a running back. Now, I get it. The Lions are a team that has a chance to be really, really good in 2023, but man, there were a lot of other areas they could have improved, especially on defense. They did make a pick on defense later on, but that defense was really bad last year. They could have given our guy Aaron Glenn some help. Aaron Glenn, Jets legendary quarterback, of course, now the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. So Glenn, your thoughts on those first 12 picks, some real stunners there. I don't think anybody thought that Jameer Gibbs was going to be going number 12. Bijan at 8. 
people thought he might go in the top 10, but to Atlanta, that was odd. Jalen Carter going to the Eagles. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Darnell Wright going ahead of Skronsky was sort of surprising. The Cardinals trading back up after trading down. The Texans trading all the way up to three to get Will Anderson. Devin Witherspoon at number five to the Seahawks. Just a bunch of surprises and trades there in those top dozen picks. Yeah, tons of activity all over the place. You know, with the Texans trading up to three right off the bat was uh, something, you know, as we discussed, Daniel Jeremiah called that and it actually happened. And I mean, what a, what a haul for the Texans right away if they, they believe they got their future quarterback. And then you get a guy who a lot of people consider to be the best defensive player in this class. I agree with you. The Richardson thing, Anthony Richardson from, I mean, it's it's been said a million times, just unbelievable what that guy can do. Um, the combination, that just the all-around athleticism, the ability to throw the ball on a rope um, while running a 4-4, you know, to boot. And, uh, you know, one, one part of his game that, that stood out to me that doesn't get talked about a lot, and actually I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I think they did show a clip of it, you know, in the highlights after he was drafted, once he was picked. You see a lot of instances where, like, 260, 70, 80-pound D linemen are grabbing him, and he's dragging these guys. Like, he's not just, like, you know, normally it's impressive that you see, like, a guy like Big Ben or Josh Allen, like, you know, they don't go down on first contact or it takes a couple of hits. But, I mean, he was just dragging guys. And so, I mean, the number of things he brings to the table, his ceiling is limitless if they can get the best out of him. I thought the Devin Weatherspoon pick was surprising, as you mentioned, and that was my first thought. I was like, oh, my God, you're going to pair this guy with Tariq Woolen? Like, that is going to be one hell of a combo. Paris Johnson, of course, we've talked about as a guy the Jets may have targeted. Um, he goes w well before they're on the clock. The Bijan thing was always, you know, was always something to watch because we talked – I mean, everybody talks about the, the the value of the running back position and how it's been, you know, uh, it, it's – no longer viewed as a, a premium spot. You can get anybody as long as you can block. But Bijan's Bijan's different, you know. And, and in recent days, we've heard people like Emery Hunt and and a few other scouts, former scouts, who came out and surprisingly, um, at least to me, came out and they said they thought Jameer Gibbs was a better player than Bijan Robinson. Now, whether or not he is, that's a, that's an entirely different conversation. But you can't argue that both have the ability, the potential to be absolute game wreckers. And Jameer Gibbs going to Detroit, I mean, that's a huge pick for them. Jalen Carter to the Eagles. I mean, I, once he once he fell past the Lions, or once the Lions didn't take him and they traded, I thought, wow, this guy, he might see a free fall now because I just, I didn't see him going to Philly. They, they had themselves a hell of a day. And, you know, like and as you mentioned, Skaronsky to the Titans. That uh, it got to the point, uh, Scott. I don't know what you were thinking when the Jets were on the clock, but you know we were live, and I just I was saying this is either a trade down because of how long the Jets waited before the pick came in. I said this is either a trade down or it's JSN. It's got to be one of those two things. Um, obviously that didn't happen. Skaronsky goes, Wright goes, but just yeah, the number of trades and the and the surprise picks. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see a lot of that coming, and as, as, again, I didn't. J based on what we were hearing from all the insiders and the the mocks and the hype, you really thought Gonzalez was going to be the first corner off the board. Uh, just didn't play out that way. After the first twelve, we get to what would have been the Jets' pick, pick number thirteen. The Packers, everybody thought, might go with an offensive weapon, whether that was going to be a tight end or a wide receiver. No, instead they go with Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa, young. 
Only a red shirt sophomore coming out of Iowa. Wasn't a starter there. 6'5", 275, inside and outside. Athletic freak. The speed to power can't be taught. He lacks technique, but if he gets the proper coaching, he could be a big problem for offensive linemen for years to come. Speaking of offensive linemen, the Steelers leapfrogged the Jets. Clearly, they thought the Jets were going to take Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia. That's who they picked. They traded up with the New England Patriots. The Jets, in a bit of a stunner, as we said, Will McDonald, the edge rusher from Iowa State. Emmanuel Forbes, the cornerback from Mississippi State, goes at number 16. You heard what Walter said on the show the other day. He said that Emmanuel Forbes' stock was going through the roof. And not only would he go ahead of Joey Porter Jr., he may very well go ahead of Christian Gonzalez. And he did. He went ahead of Christian Gonzalez by a pick because the Patriots got Christian Gonzalez at number 17 after trading down with the Steelers. That was one of my favorite picks of the night. I hate admitting that because it was the Patriots, but I think Gonzalez can be a really good cornerback, and to get him at 17 was tremendous value. The Lions went ahead and got a player for their defense. They got a Campbell, except it wasn't Dan Campbell, their coach. It was Jack Campbell, the linebacker from Iowa. Kalijah Kansi, who, Glenn, you and I both really, really like. He's a defensive tackle from Pitt. He goes to our old friend Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Bucks at number 19. I think that's a perfect match. Kansi's going to be a stud in that defense. Jackson Smith and Jigba, the first wide receiver off the board, goes to the Seahawks at number 20. Love that one. Put him with Lockett. Put him with DK Metcalf. And now you're cooking. You've got one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. This began a run on wide receivers because at 21, it was Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU, going to the Chargers. At 22, Zay Flowers going to the Ravens, so they get themselves a speedy, smaller guy to go along with Odell Beckham and Mark Andrews. Perhaps they'll make another move there as well. And then the last of the receiver run, Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC, goes to the Minnesota Vikings. He'll be the slot receiver to replace Adam Thielen. He was wearing the most over-the-top ridiculous pink suit I've ever seen, but hey, he just got picked in the first round, so he can wear whatever he wants. Glenn, your thoughts on picks number 13 through 23, including the run on wide receivers? Yeah, as, as we said, you know, it was apparent that the Steelers thought they had to move up ahead of the Jets to get Broderick Jones. They end up doing that, and you know, whether or not, as we said, whether or not the Jets, that was truly what they wanted and got stuck and had to, had to hold out for a, now, whether they were negotiating a trade or hoping for a trade offer, waiting for the phone to ring, um, all we know is the Jets were at the six or seven minute mark before we saw them on the phones, which at that point I thought to myself, that's probably the call to the player to let them know they're taking them. Um, Emmanuel Forbes, I'll tell you what, man, that guy, what, I believe six career interceptions for touchdowns. Um, he had one against Kentucky and Will Levis that was absolutely phenomenal. Jumped the route, looked like it was going to be a receiver screen. He read it all the way, jumped the route, took it to the house. Really good player there for the for the Washington Commanders. Christian Gonzalez, we talked about, a guy who a lot of people thought would go earlier. Uh, what is he, 6'1", 6'2", and a lot of these corners are. like Seeing a lot of bigger corners this year. Um Gonzalez, just really smooth guy, anticipates routes. He's, he's one of those guys you watch him and you feel like he's running the route for the receiver, disruptive player. Jack Campbell, one of my favorites. And, and I've said before, you know, that I don't think this class is going to have like a lot of Hall of Fame linebackers, but I think you're going to see a lot of solid guys. Jack Campbell being one of them and a good fit in Detroit with, with his head coach. Um, yeah, so Jack Campbell playing for Dan Campbell. 
nice pairing. I'll tell you, Kalijah Kansi, um, look, what's going through these guys' minds when they get picked is lifelong dream and all that. He didn't look thrilled to me. I thought, wow, that's he looks like the uh, the the least excited guy. Like, uh, but again, I don't know what the, what's going through his head. All I know is he's a really good football player, and I think that, as you said, we talked about him quite a bit leading up to the draft. He's there are some concerns about his size, but his explosiveness is undeniable. Um, funny that he went to Tampa Bay because you, Scott, mentioned the. Uh, the, the similarity in size to to former Buccaneers great and Hall of Famer Warren Sapp. Um, so I don't know if, if Warren Sapp is still affiliated or working with the team in any way, but I'm sure they wouldn't mind him uh, talking to Kalijah Canty about a few things. Our guy Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to the Seahawks, as you mentioned, makes that, that receiving core really just elite. Gives Geno Smith another weapon. Quentin Johnson's a guy that I thought would go a little bit later. You know, early in the year, it seemed like he was everybody's wide receiver one forever. And then we saw him in some mocks dropping to, you know, late first round. Um, I Personally, I like Addison better. Probably like Flowers a little bit better, too. But Johnson goes to the Chargers. Obviously, gives Herbert another weapon. And then Flowers to Baltimore. I mean, that's big. You know, is, is he a guy who, it, or I should say, is is Odell Beckham a guy who's going to bounce back and play at a high level, giving them a really nice tandem to go with their their very well paid quarterback. At number twenty four, the Giants traded up a spot with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they got themselves Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. Luke and I were talking about it on the stream. Perfect cornerback for that Wink Martindale scheme. Number 25, the Jaguars traded back again, this time with the Buffalo Bills, who moved up two spots to grab Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. Makes sense because the Cowboys were sitting there at 26, and they very well could have drafted Dalton Kincaid to replace Dalton Schultz, who left in free agency. You take one Dalton to replace the other Dalton. The Cowboys grab Mazzie Smith, the defensive tackle from Michigan. Anton Harrison is the pick for the Jaguars at 27. I think he would have been a possibility for the Jets if he was still around in the second round, but he's off the board. Miles Murphy, the edge rusher from Clemson, goes at 28. At 29, Brian Brissy. He goes to New Orleans, the defensive tackle from Clemson. Nolan Smith, who a lot of people thought was going to go a lot earlier. The super athletic but small edge rusher from Georgia goes to the Eagles. So the Eagles grab a pair of teammates, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. You want to talk about planning ahead. Jalen Carter is going to be long-term replacement for Fletcher Cox. And Nolan Smith is going to be the long-term replacement for Brandon Graham. And then at number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs grab Felix Nduke Uzama, the edge rusher, out of Kansas State. So, Glenn, your thoughts here on all the picks that happened between the Giants grabbing Deontay Banks at 24 and FAU, that's what I'm calling him because I don't want to have to try and pronounce his name again, going to the Kansas City Chiefs at number 31. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's, we'll start at the bottom there with uh, Felix Sanodike Uzama. He's a guy that I noticed last year with um, with K-State and would seem to be getting a lot of hype as a as a first round pick came into this year with with a lot of that talk and then sort of as the season went on fairly early on, I just felt like we weren't hearing his name mentioned as often so I was wondering and you know, I was like is there something I'm not seeing or that that, that we don't know that this guy hasn't really been in that conversation so I thought he was going to be a second round guy based on that turns out he goes in the first round definitely a good enough player to do that really good edge player wondered again you know Going back to last year, knowing that you just you always want edge rushers, he was one of the guys I looked at and thought, oh, you know, is is he a guy the Jets will target in next year's draft? 
Um, obviously, he goes at the back of the round. Uh, Deontay Banks really liked his game out of Maryland. Not the biggest guy, um, you know, one of the smaller guys in this class. Just in just in terms of, in terms of bulk, like how good of a tackler is he going to be? It, probably not great, but you're not, you know. I mean, actually, I take that back. He's. It's not that he's. It's not that he can't tackle. You you just wonder how long he'll hold up because he does stick his face in the fan. He he will get in there and lay guys out. Um, he you know he gives you every every ounce that he's got. But it's like you wonder how long a guy like that is going to hold up. But he can definitely cover. Not afraid to tackle. Dalton Kincaid we talked about in the in the the, the pre draft show we did. Really good player. Just watch him against LSU. He had like 15 catches for a million yards. Sorry, USC. I said LSU. Watch him against USC. Fantastic player. There were some health concerns. He had the 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 fractured vertebrae, whatever it was, that he got cleared just before the draft. That to me is you know a little bit worrisome when you're talking about a first round pick. But he's still an incredibly talented player. The Cowboys get Mozzie Smith, better run defender than pass rusher, but still a guy who's going to make a difference in the middle of that defense. And Anton Harrison, I think at one point, Scott, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Rich Samini of ESPN had Harrison mocked to the Jets at 13, which is sort of the earliest I saw him mocked. But I did think that or there, uh, there was a lot of talk of him sneaking into the back of the first round, and he does that going to Jacksonville. Miles Murphy, the Bengals get a really good player there. Um, guy coming off the edge out of Clemson. We know that we all know about the offense that Cincinnati has, so obviously more than happy to to add a defensive player and and add to that side of the ball. And uh, you mentioned Nolan Smith. Listen, that that Eagles, Nicobe Dean, who they drafted last year, hardly saw the field, and he'll probably be you know the long term answer in the middle for them. You, Nolan Smith here, you just can't say enough about the job Howie Roseman's doing, uh, and Jordan Davis, you know who they took last year as well. They'll have him on the inside with Carter. Just they're especially up the middle, the Eagles are really doing a nice job there, and uh, it, they're not a team that that a lot of teams are going to want to play. Glenn, let's talk about the best remaining players. We'll go through the list. Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky, who was the one quarterback of the Big Four that did not get drafted in the first round, he's available. If he's sitting there at number 43, you have to wonder if maybe the Jets could leverage it into a trade if there's a team that wants to move up. There is, of course, also Hendon Hooker, the quarterback out of Tennessee, who's still on the board. So if those two guys are still there at 43, maybe the Jets can move down and get some extra picks. Or they could stay at number 43 and draft somebody like either Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia, or the tight end out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. I know the Jets have three tight ends, but Michael Mayer's the kind of tight end that I think could come in and make a difference right away. I don't know what that would mean for the other three guys, but to me, he's the type of offensive weapon that Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett could really do well with. Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback from Penn State, the son, of course, of former Steelers legend Joey Porter Sr., he's still on the board. I don't expect the Jets to take him, but he's there. Georgia Tech edge Keon White is available. Can't see the Jets going with another edge. Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. I don't know that he's versatile enough to play free safety, so I don't really think the Jets are going to be going that route. Joe Tipman, the center out of Wisconsin, is still there, as is John Michael Schmitz, the center from Minnesota. The Jets met with him several times. They seem to really like him, so there's definitely a possibility that he's the pick if he's still there. B.J. Ojolari, the edge rusher out of LSU, 
As I said, don't expect the Jets to go edge again. Steve Avila, who is a center slash guard from TCU, really impressive player. Luke Grant loves him. I think he could be in play possibly at number 43 if he's still on the board. Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State. Cody Mock, the offensive lineman from North Dakota State. He could play tackle, but he's probably going to wind up playing interior offensive line in the pros. Keanu Benton, the defensive tackle from Wisconsin, really good player, but I'm not sure the Jets are going to go defense two picks in a row. Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida, really impressive player, but guard is not a huge need for the Jets, and I'm not sure that Torrance, who's a really big guy and not a great mover in space, would be an ideal scheme fit. Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee, I don't think the Jets want him. They want guys that can get off of press coverage quickly, and Jalen Hyatt cannot do that. He would be interesting for the Bills, though, because he would complement Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis very, very well. Sam Laporta, another tight end out of Iowa. Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson. Kaylee Ringo, the cornerback from Georgia. Don't think the Jets are going to take him, but he could be somebody that gets taken early in the second round. Zach Charbonnet, the running back from UCLA. John Domingo, the wide receiver from Ole Miss. He's a good player. Maybe he gets consideration there. Matthew Bergeron, the offensive tackle from Syracuse. I like him. The only question is whether or not the Jets view him as a tackle or a guard. Dewan Jones, the offensive tackle from Ohio State, seems to have concerns about his work ethic. Not sure the Jets would go that route. Tariq Stevenson, the cornerback out of Miami, impressive player. Don't think the Jets are going to do that. Cedric Tillman and Marvin Mims, wide receivers from Tennessee and Oklahoma, respectively. Josh Downs, the slot receiver from North Carolina. Drew Sanders, the linebacker from Michigan, one of the top linebackers in the draft. Jair Brown, the safety out of Penn State, one of the better safeties in the draft, certainly a position the Jets could use. Zach Pickens, a defensive tackle from South Carolina, another position the Jets could use. Sidney Brown, you heard Mark Ross say that Sidney Brown is his top safety in this class. And Dan Henley, who I know that you really like, Glenn, and so did Emery Hunt, he said that Dan Henley is his top inside linebacker. So those are some names of guys that you might see as a possibility at number 43. And, of course, if the Jets wind up trading back and trying to pick up extra picks. Yeah, a lot of names there, but a lot of really good players. Um, another guy I would mention is Tyler Steen, the tackle out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, there is talk about him moving inside, but he is a guy that the Jets had in for a visit. Also, while we're talking about tight ends, now I, I like Washington. Um, I like I like Mayer too, but I like Washington. He's got he's got the superior height, but he's just got the, the run the the his ability to to be a factor as a blocker, uh, especially in the run game. It it really is like having an extra lineman out there. But uh, one tight end that the Jets did have in Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan, another one of these sort of underrated guys who I think isn't getting enough talk. But but listen, this you know we've discussed what a ridiculously deep class this is at tight end so there will be guys who don't get the attention maybe they would you know in another year um uh shoemaker is one of those guys drew sanders the arkansas linebacker some people wondered if he would be the first guy off the board he wasn't he's a converted safety he was an alabama transfer played the edge there a little bit for them so he can do a lot of things really well josh downs uh the receiver out of north carolina who you mentioned he was one of my favorite guys going back to last year um good friend of mine is a huge nc fan and I messaged him and I 
I said, who is this kid, Josh Downs? I, I don't remember which game I was watching, but he was just going off. I mean, catching everything, great speed, great quickness, body control was off the charts. Um, and so I stacked a few of his games together and watched three or four in a row, and he just kept making play after play. Um, I actually thought at one point this guy could be a first-round pick. Um, and we, we just forget, you know, as much as we can fall in love with these players, there's still other guys that maybe you're not as aware of but as you kind of when you take a step back and you start looking at the names, it's like, OK, he's not going to be around one guy, but it's still a really talented player. Uh, Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, some of the best catches you'll see um, in college football last year out of him. He was just uh, this year and last, I should say, he really got on my radar, ran a much faster 40 than I expected. I knew he could run, but he was sub 4-4, which I didn't expect. And yes, my guy, Dan Henley, I've I've tried to rationalize and, and, and justify in my mind how the Jets could take him at 43, and I really think they can. I think he's that good of a player. Um I think he feels that much of a need. He's he's a guy who can cover. He's a guy who you know he hits like a like a uh, he hits like a Mack truck. He can cover. Emery Hunt pointed out, and you know we all saw it. Well, for those of us who watched, saw it one on ones at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know th- those are tough drills, and he was getting he not just batting balls away. He's getting interceptions in one on one drills, which is a pretty rare thing to see. Zach Charbonnet. I don't know if you remember this, Scott. I think I sent you some highlights on Charbonnet middle of last year. Yeah. And I was like, Hey man, this guy, like he, at that point was probably my favorite back in the class. That's when we thought he was going to come out. Um, turns out he didn't, I don't know if the jets will go running back, but Zach Charbonnet talk about a guy who can do it all. It might have the best contact balance in the class. Um, or he's at least, you know, top three in that, in that category, as far as I'm concerned, catches the ball really well, um, big enough to knock you over fast enough to run past you. So he's a guy that I would definitely, you know, it, it's one of those things I'd love to see him as a jet, but I just don't see them doing that this early on. I would expect it to be uh, to go in another direction. I think tackle is the spot to watch. You mentioned Bergeron. Um, I've spoken previously about Blake Freeland, the 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 product at the uh, BYU product. He's a guy who's played both sides, very athletic, explosive um, as a tackle. Keanu Benton. I think, you know, we mentioned I don't see the Jets going D line again um, in round two, but that guy is he's going to be a serious problem. Of course, the centers, John Michael Schmitz, Joe Tipman. I'm a Tipman guy, but again, you can't go wrong with either guy. It's a matter of, you know, I did wonder when the Jets signed Connor McGovern, the the timing of it really made me think, did the Jets get to a point where they said, okay, we're going to give up one of these twos to get Aaron. So that kind of takes center off the board. Let's bring Connor back. Um, at a ridiculously cheap price, by the way. Um, and, you know, and maybe we look at center next year. We'll see. We've talked to before about how they've, they've had more time with John Michael Schmitz in terms of visits than any other prospect. So you have to believe they like him. Um, does that mean they get him? We'll have to wait and see. But and a guy you mentioned who I don't see them taking, but who I absolutely loved was uh, Joey Porter. Great length, just a, a really good cover corner out of Penn State. Of course, we know the bloodlines and all that. But um, I don't see him going to the Jets, but I think I was really surprised. I thought the Steelers would make a run at him. Um, doubt he goes there, but some really good players on the board. Uh, Tommy Adobore, he's another one. When you, you know, months ago, when you asked me about Van Ness, I hadn't seen him yet, but I said, what about Adobore? And I started sending you all those clips of him. Really good player who did get some first round hype. Obviously, he didn't go there. Again, another position I can't see the Jets going in, but just, he's one of those guys I look at and say, I don't want that guy in the division. Glenn Naughton, the editor over at ChetNation.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down day number one of the 20- 
2023 NFL Draft. A wild day with a lot of surprises and a lot of trades. This was something that I didn't see coming, but it certainly wasn't boring. Really appreciate you coming on. We will do this again tomorrow for day number two. In the meantime, what's going on over at JetNation.com? Oh, check it out. Message boards are 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 hopping. Of course, people are uh, you know they have their thoughts on this. I think sometimes with, with a pick like this, it's more the surprise than the than the player. That some people are like, what is going on here? And but if you real if you watch enough of the guy and and read up and see what people are saying. Places like the message boards on Jet Nation, everyone's talking about it. Um, give me a follow on Twitter at AceFan23, AceEFan23. And uh, check us out, Jet Nation Live, myself and Dylan Terman Thursday nights, and myself and Chris Schubert uh, from the Draft Network cover the Jets on Friday nights. Make sure you check out everything Glenn's doing over at JetNation.com. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under, Luke Grant's going to have an awesome All-22 review of the Jets' first-round pick, Will McDonald, from Iowa up very soon. So make sure that you subscribe to our channel so as soon as that video is up, you will get an alert. It's YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin. Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you. Thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital, playlikeajet.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.